There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And if it feels like we are separated, the answer is we are. Because where we live, if you are so fortunate to also live anywhere near where we are, received between 12 and 14 inches of snow in one day. And a lot of people are snowed in kind of including me, I could probably get out of my house, but it would definitely not be a fun adventure, I think, to get back at this point. Yeah, I, um, we are fortunate enough to be able to work from home. I have a four-wheel drive pickup, but I don't trust other people, (laughs) so Mm. I have not ventured out. I did, however, shovel about four times yesterday. I'm very grateful that this is a podcast and not a video because I am a disheveled mess. I have been, like you said, I have shoveled so many times. We have so much snow where it's like, I don't even know where the snow is going to go. I'm just waiting for the inevitable when the snow plow finally goes down our side of the street uh, because Omaha is in a snow emergency, which if you are somebody who's fortunate not to live somewhere where a snow emergency is needed, what that basically means, at least for how the plows handle snow is they handle like even numbered streets on a certain side on one day odd number of streets on another day and this is this is on the eastern side of the city uh so like where i live because i live on the eastern side of the city uh everything is like it's it's a crapshoot one when you'll have a plow down your street but then two like they might go down one side but haven't come down the other so it's just a matter of time until they do come down our side of the street and all of the snow that has nowhere to go gets pushed back up into the end of our driveway Mm -hmm. so I'm looking forward to that because that means I will have to shovel again which I am just I'm really tired of shoveling I would prefer not to do that for a while I think at like seven o'clock last night and when I got up this morning, I was like, I'm not going to shovel before 7 a.m. and be that person. So I waited. Um, <laughs> but I went back out and it seemed like there were like three additional inches after I had shoveled last night. And luckily, I was out around the same time before everyone else was going to work that one of my neighbors came up and took care of the end of our driveway. Our driveway is huge. It's awesome in the summer. But in the winter, when you have a three-stall driveway, um, it's a lot. It is a lot of snow to shovel and get out of the way. So it's supposed to snow again or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like all kinds of, we're just in that pattern. We live in the Midwest. Uh, although this is a little unusual uh, for anyone who's curious, this is the seventh most amount of snow the city of Omaha has received in one day. Um, the last time 
Omaha received this much snow was like 1975. Uh, yeah. As for Lincoln, that was the most amount of snow, like the second most ever in one day. So it's it's a significant amount. Thankfully, thankfully, it's just more inconvenient than anything else. Um, but yeah. like you said, we can work from home. We can record this podcast from home. And yeah, it all works out. It it definitely I and I was talking to you before this for first, I have to say um, thank you to everyone for all of your Uh, positive feedback and support after last week's episode. If you have not listened to it, that episode is called Support Women in Sports. You know, I'll be honest, I went back and listened to that episode. I do typically listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, I do listen to all of them. I like how I'm like, oh, I often do that. No, I always do. Um, But when I, I, I felt like we could have even gone further on a lot of what we were talking about. So you know, I appreciate everyone saying all of your kind, kind words and saying like, thank you for having this conversation. Um, but the reality is, is like, we were just like, it was like the tip of the iceberg. Like what we're talking about is very much like the tip of the iceberg. And in fact, in the last week, um, you may, if you're somebody who actively keeps up with, um, kind of what's happening, in the sports world. And I, I don't know, it, it mostly would be if you're a hockey fan, especially of the mm-hmm. uh, national women, women's hockey league, uh, there has been in, I was telling Sasha this too, if you're listening, I don't really want to get into talking about barstool right now, because I feel like if, if yeah. I'm going to spend the time and the energy to speak to you about my thoughts on barstool and sort of the culture that they have cultivated, I'd like to come prepared. I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're somebody who is looking for a more in-depth analysis today, it's not going to happen on this episode. Uh, but that doesn't mean we won't speak about it yeah. more openly we, going forward. I think we definitely should. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been kind of in the back of my mind since you started this podcast, really. Like if, if in the event that something like nothing was happening, it would be one of the things that we could spend some time on. Um, but it definitely won't be today for, you know, I, there has to be like, a, I'd have to like draw out a tree. Otherwise I will tangent off a lot <laughs> if, if I'm not prepared and probably swear a lot. For full transparency, I want you to understand if you're listening to this and I'm going to ask you of this, and this is partially why I also don't want to talk about it is I'm actually really, really scared to talk about Barstool openly uh, because I have had friends who get doxxed. Uh, by their communities who have uh, basically been inundated and swarmed on social media by people who disagree. It's scary. Um, And when I say docs, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm sincerely saying their information has been shared. Uh, Their phone numbers get shared. Uh, It's really quite terrifying. Women, when they speak out against, when they speak out against Barstool, often are met with not just criticism, of that criticism, but a Mm -hmm. scary reaction that makes it where a lot of women don't want to speak about it. And so this is sort of what has happened. And I would encourage you, especially after our previous episode, again, that one was titled support women in sports, uh, go spend a little bit of time. You can find all of the information on what is happening right now. It's, it's happening on Twitter. Uh, Reddit has some threads about it, but long story short, you probably, if you go looking for it, we'll see a little bit of You'll just see some 
women's hockey players tweeting about this. You'll see a number of media members tweeting about this, but one that I saw was Soroya Tinker. She is a women's hockey uh, player. She tweeted, we as a league do not want support from any openly racist platform, point blank, period. If you as the CEO cannot recognize that your platform promotes that of a white supremacy and only further divides the athletic community, perhaps we need to have a conversation. Please keep your money. So if this is all you saw, which this tweet has over a thousand retweets, um, it's, it's, it's gaining steam, it's picking up steam. If that is your only entry point at this, at this moment, you're probably like, what is going on? Like, I don't fully understand a little bit of backstory. Barstool CEO, uh, she shared a video about basically trying to call out the haters. It was mostly, uh, media fans and league employees of the national women's hockey league who were basically like this, not really wanting her support, um, because she's also taken a lot of credit for the league's growth and fans. The thing that like, you have to, like I said, you have to remember is the Barstool community tends to come with a very specific uh, individual who is, in my opinion, the the easiest word for me to use right now is toxic. Um, Mm -hmm. But beyond that, there's a lot of, um, a lot of people who have accused Barstool for racist, sexist, misogynistic behavior on behalf of both their employees and then their supporters. So here's how I would say this. We do need to talk about this. Yes. Um, this is probably a good place to start for now. And we usually put the challenge at the end, but this is a good challenge now. Go spend a little bit of time looking into why so many, so many women are speaking up on this and why they do not want the support of Barstool and its supporters. Go spend some time, especially if you're somebody who maybe has a Barstool podcast, you subscribe to it. It shows up on your phone every week. This is a really good opportunity to understand the brand as a whole and understand what people yeah. are saying. Because when we talk about supporting women in sports, part of that is just hearing women. Hearing women when they say, this is something that is directly affecting me. This is something that concerns me. This is a group of individuals who have shown racist, sexist, misogynistic behaviors. Um, We can tell you this, but when we say support women in sports, this is the the first step you can take is going and spending some time and looking into it yourself. Um, Because we can tell you every which way to Sunday, listen to us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think it gives it gives some needed context because if someone is just listening or consuming a certain podcast that they maybe don't know the other platforms that are involved with Barstool, um, you may not have seen some of the toxicity that we're talking about. Um, and th- I mean, you can t- you can take a pretty deep dive depending on where you're looking, um, and it'll give you quite a bit of context and a, quite a few examples of the things that we're mentioning. But to Aaron's point too, when we talk about supporting women in general and supporting women in sports, it's hearing, but it's also listening. Um, I know we say that a lot, but I think it's super important anymore to actually listen when people are explaining something that is harmful to them or that bothers them or that affects them because without listening, we can't hear what is being described to us and 
by listening and taking the time to listen and then maybe doing some research of your own, it can be somewhat eye-opening to say the least. You know, and that's the thing too, is I think um, if I were to offer one, one last thing on just this topic, especially if we choose to go down this path and say, spend more time talking about um, how this affects women in sports, but also why you're seeing this happen and why there's such an outcry with the National Women's Hockey League right now um, to not have a certain uh, type of support that they don't feel is benefiting their league, their athletes, their media, their front offices, all of it. Um, One of the key things that you can do is if you do go start researching or if you start tweeting, please do not tag in accounts that do not need to be tagged into a conversation. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, and some of it's very innocent where somebody's like, Oh, I'm going to go tag in at this person to get their feedback. And honestly, a lot of times what you're doing is you're opening up that conversation to the individual who is willing to have that conversation with you to an unnecessary, um, it just opens up people sometimes to attack, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. And I think that's why I've always been scared of tweeting or talking about things is I'm really afraid someone's going to go. It feels like tattletelling. Like I'm going to go tag. And the thing is, is sometimes I don't think it's ill-intentioned. I think sometimes people are like, Oh, I'm going to go tag this because like these people should see what you're saying. The reality is, is like, they don't mean to see like a lot of the accounts that people feel really, to be honest, like if you're tagging somebody in on something, they don't usually need to see it. It's, it's Mm -hmm. coming from a place of you're trying to start shit. (laughs) So even if you think that's not what you're doing, it usually that's what it results in. And even (laughs) if you think that you're doing it, like to be like, Hey, uh, and not even like, um, like you're being like, Hey, what the hell is this? And like, you're trying to call that person out and that's why you're tagging them. A lot of times that's where that snowball starts. Like, because then you are allowing them, because they're tagged in something, to be able to retweet that to the people who follow them who may not be the people that you're trying to get your point across to. That mm-hmm. then come back and attack you because they're on that person's side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I just think, you know, if we look at like something, like I said, I think this is probably at some point a good entry point into this conversation. Um, like, I definitely wasn't ready for it, but at least not today. Uh, I will say like, (laughs) I always feel like after an episode where so many of you message and you're like, Oh, that was such a good, I'm so glad. I I feel like an immense amount of pressure to follow that up with like an equally amazing. And sometimes I just want to talk about absolutely nothing. So we'll leave that there. Let's not dive into the world of Barstool just yet. Um, Like I said, one of the things that you can do for us right now is just spend a little bit of time looking into it, especially if maybe you are a casual listener of something that they put out. I know a lot of people who like different things um, that mm-hmm. they share. I know plenty of you probably follow accounts, but it's, it's probably worth doing a little bit of research into, um, why, why at least in this particular case, cause I think it will help open doors to other things, why the national women's hockey league is speaking so boldly and good for them. Because like I said, it is really easy to just retreat. I've certainly done it because it's easier to not want to get that type of hate in your mentions and it is scary to feel like you could be docs. So let's just start there. That'll be our like challenge already. Go like spend some time like looking into all of this and learning more about it. Um, one other quick thing 
that seems that was finalized over the weekend. And Tampa Bay actually has a number of former Huskers on its roster, which is exciting. Um, if you are somebody who's like, I am or I'm not a fan of the NFL or I just like the Super Bowl and just want to like root for somebody. Maybe Tampa Bay is your team. You have former Huskers uh, in Dominican Sioux. Uh, There's no introduction for that. You have Levante David or or Levante David, who is like just, oh my gosh, like that is one person who, how that man has just never like, he just like people seem to not think he needs to be in the pro bowl. He absolutely needs to be in the pro bowl. He's like one of the best players in the league. There's just like, no way I'm underselling him. He's, he's such an outstanding player. And uh, I think it's so interesting when people now are just like, this is a Levante David appreciation tweet. So I'm glad for him. He has his opportunity now to show what he's capable of in the Super Bowl. Obviously, Khalil Davis uh, just recently graduated from Nebraska. He is on the team. And then if you need another Nebraska connection, Shaquille Barrett, who uh, graduated from Boys Town, he went to UNO until they shut their football program down and then went to Colorado Mm -hmm. State. He is also on Tampa Bay's roster. So a lot of Nebraska connections. I mean, Barrett Rude played for Tampa Bay. I'm pretty sure Scott Frost spent some time at Tampa Bay, a lot of connections to Tampa Bay. So if you're looking for a team, Tampa Bay is your team. Sorry to everyone. I'm a Kansas city fan. So none of it matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is really cool though, to see, especially given this last week, 10 days or so, when you're seeing so many people leaving Nebraska to see so much success after people have graduated from Nebraska in the NFL. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl, like, period. But to be able to, even if you don't have a team that you're particularly rooting for, you can at least root for those players, you know? There's your Nebraska tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so if you're somebody who's like, Aaron, why do you like Kansas City? Um, I've actually liked Kansas City for some time. I don't – I. I don't owe any, I, so I'm a big believer in this first and foremost, before I share this, I, I'm a big believer in like, you don't owe anyone an explanation about why you support a team when you supported a team. I feel like we love to do this thing where it's like, well, I have liked this team so much longer than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And yes, for somebody who grew up a Cubs fan and had to endure forever and ever and ever. Yes. It was amazing when those people finally had a world series to like celebrate, but like, that doesn't mean it's any less special to the person who became a Cubs fan five years prior to that or whatever. I think, you know, there's always room on the bandwagon. Let everyone on that's I'm, I'm fine with whatever. Now, one of my best friends is from Kansas city. I met her in college. Her family has had season tickets forever. And so I started going to Kansas city chiefs games and Kansas city Royals games with her family because they have season tickets for both. So, I mean, I started to like the Chiefs probably like mid 2000s and just kind of was like, you know, I don't really have an NFL team. I'm just going to tie myself to this team. The reality is, is like, if you want to look at what I suffered through as a, I'm going to make the Kansas City, I'm going to make Kansas City my team. I just go Google the 2008 uh, Kansas City schedule and just report back to me on what you see because it's offensive. It is like, I think they won like two games. It was 
awful. Uh, things really started to shift in like 2011, 2012, when Andy Reid was hired, especially like things really turned around for Kansas City. And then obviously all the credit in the world, Alex Smith, um, he's an incredible athlete. He really, well, he wasn't the future of Kansas City as far as a quarterback mm-hmm. is concerned. Uh, he really blazed a trail and was an incredible mentor to Patrick Mahomes before he ultimately took his job. Uh, and of course, Patrick Mahomes is just, just something I don't think anyone could have like really predicted him to be quite as successful mm-hmm. as he is and as good as he is. But yeah, for me, like it'll be exciting to see Nebraska players f- playing for Tampa Bay. And it, I just hope I get to watch all of them lose. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sorry to the Tampa I, Bay fans. Like, I think that Kansas City's story over the last few seasons is like really cool. But I also have been a Patriots fan since I was, you know, four years old. Um, and granted, Tom Brady wasn't there the entire time, obviously. But I think this brings up a good conversation for me in my mind. Does Tom Brady, he won't because if you know anything, he won't give up until he's dragged off the field. But this would be a good opportunity for him if they won the Super Bowl to retire because he proved he could do it somewhere else other than New England. It wasn't just Belichick. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I actually saw, like, it seems like he really he's he's gets along really well with Tampa-based coach. And I think, you know <laughs> – it's something that like drives me really crazy in sports. And this happens a lot around the LeBron James, Michael Jordan discussion of like, who's the greatest of all time. And I'm a big believer that everyone, like you can have multiple greatest of all time that people are great in specific time periods. So whereas like Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan was the greatest at the time he was playing, that doesn't mean LeBron James isn't also the greatest at the time that he is playing, you know, the reality is if the two of them could play each other in their primes, you probably would still see a different level of play between the two of them because they just like sports evolve. It's like when we talk about the 1995 Nebraska versus the 2020 Alabama team, that doesn't make one better or worse than the other. It just means like they, they were great at various time. Like the, 1995 college football is very different than 2000 college or 2020 college football. I think we like to do this thing where we're like, who's the best. And I've seen some of that where it's like, is Tom Brady the best athlete that's ever come along? And it's like, you know, he can be one of the best athletes, but like, Mm -hmm. why do we feel this need to like now, how, how do you compare Tom Brady to LeBron James? And why would you want to? Mm -hmm. They're, to- they're two different athletes playing two entirely different sports. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right, right. Or like, and I think that I, I mean, maybe this is just the weird people that I hang out with, but there for like last season, there was a lot of conversation of, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be better in the long run than Tom Brady ever was. And it's like, they're, okay, first of all, not even the same style of quarterback play. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has the craziest throwing motion sometimes I've ever seen in my life. And he's not playing with the same. He's just underhand passes. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> or the sidearm, the sidearm. And that's the accurate sidearm, I should say. 
I, I don't understand the, the compare and contrast, especially like it's just not the same. Like they didn't play the same college ball. They didn't learn from the same people. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it'll just be a really entertaining Super Bowl. And if Tom Brady retires after the season, I will forgive him for leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, he is somebody where I, you're right. I think he's going to have to be like, dragged off of the field the thing I would like for him to do though is when he does retire I would like I would like him not to get to the point where he's forced to retire because retire because he has to I think when you can Mm -hmm. leave at the top of your game as much as as hard as that is to do it it ultimately is what you want to do because in the long run Mm -hmm. it it retains this level of your legacy that like you'll it I understand I'm not a professional athlete. And in the case of Tom Brady, this is his life. Like, I mean, yeah, you are asking somebody like, Hey, stop doing the thing every day that you love to do. And I get that. So part of me is, you know, understanding of, I will also never understand, but you you don't want to get to the point where I remember when Brett Favre was getting toward the end of his career and people were just getting frustrated with him because they were like, you know, you, you aren't, Right. The people were actively calling for him to retire. And I'm like, that had to probably feel pretty shitty if you're him, like to feel like people are asking me to leave. I I think when you're able to leave in a way, like, I mean, we're watching what uh, Philip Rivers, he's retiring. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like Aaron Rodgers may be done. We don't know that officially yet, but same thing with like Drew Brees. I think when Mm -hmm. you hit a point where you're like, I'm probably not going to, get better than I am today, that's probably when you want to retire. The thing with Tom Brady is, I don't know if he's there yet. First, he oh, he's sure. sort of a freak of nature. <laughs> he, is. he is. So. Yeah, I, I just, like, how cool would it be? So, like, the Brett Favre thing, like, he said he was going to retire. Then he went to the Vikings. Then he said he was going to retire. And then he didn't. And then he, he went out on a really bad note. That season was terrible. Um, I just, that's, that's why I don't think Tom Brady would ever get to that point, but like, how cool would it be? Like, that's just how my brain was thinking about it. That's why I brought it up. Like you leave the Patriots, you had to, like, it was probably time to move on. They weren't building around you the way that they were before you sacrificed some money because of the salary cap to try to get the things that you wanted. Gronk leaves, it says he'll come back if you leave like, I think it's like a fairy tale ending if, if they were to win. I know that you don't want that as a Kansas City fan, but. Oh, I need them to run it back. I just need them. I need Kansas City to run it back. I just, to be honest with you, and this is where I'm at as like a Kansas City fan. Like I, when I started rooting for Kansas City, never really thought Kansas City could not only compete for a Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl and then potentially like have the chance to win it back to back. So if they, if, if the chiefs are to lose, like I can't be super selfish in this because it's like 2020 winning the Super Bowl was like so amazing. And it's funny when I think about that, that was probably one of the last things I remember doing before the pandemic really hit. I remember we didn't have a party or anything. Um, but I got some like Kansas city themed cookies for my dogs. Like had, I just remember it was like a very, like 
it, it was it was so fun because I don't often get to be a sports fan, to be honest with you. A lot of people, um, when you work in sports, it's really hard to just be a fan because you're constantly, you're constantly looking at everything from a perspective of sort of, it's just really hard to kind of like just sit back and relax and enjoy. But the thing with, with, Kansas city and the NFL is I don't really have anything I necessarily have to cover with that. So it is kind of fun to just sit back and enjoy. Now Kansas city did this thing last year where they kept going down by a touchdown or two. So you would have to have a slight anxiety attack for a quarter or two before they decided to turn things around. They did that this week. I mean, Kansas city, I think at this point is just toying with people so we'll see if my emotions can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, this is such a crappy thing for me to say as a Patriots fan. Like it really is. Like I'm kind of excited that they're not playing this season for the Super Bowl because those games are that, that Falcons game. I've told Brian, we needed to like, I was like, if we don't leave at halftime, I'm going to like get fight. Like that sounds so crappy. I have I have had the fortune in my NFL cheering for my team career of them being pretty good for a very long amount of time. However, before that, they weren't very good for quite a while. (laughs) I had to wait a good 14, 14 years for them to be good on a consistent basis. Now they suck. I mean, I will say it's funny that you're talking about like needing to leave. I am not, I am not a Super Bowl football, uh, I any sport. I don't like watching sports in a crowd of people for two reasons. One, I am just a really bad fan. I and I knew this even when I was in college and I would go to Nebraska football games because I was the person who was in the stands like. I don't like to cheer. I just kind of want to, I just want to observe. And so I'm just a really bad fan in general. So I get annoyed because people like during games, they want to talk and they want to socialize. And I'm like, I need you all to just not talk anymore. Uh, I remember the year that Beyonce did the halftime show. Cause like I live for the commercials, the halftime show, everything. Like I want the whole experience. And we went to uh, a Super Bowl party and it wasn't very big. It was like 10 people, but everyone during the commercials wanted to chat or during halftime wanted to chat. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit glued in front of the TV and I need all of you to stop talking to me. And they probably all thought I was like the rudest person on the planet, but I just, I just wanted to focus on nothing but the Super Bowl. (laughs) All of it. I didn't care. I'm like, just let me watch Beyonce. There was a time, I think it was playoffs once. I had some people over at my house, and a friend of mine who wasn't really a football fan kept asking questions about what was going on. And I just paused it and I was like, Look, dude, I really enjoy having you here, but today is not the day. Like, you're gonna, like, can you come back after the game is over? And she understood because she knows that's how I am. But I was just like, You're gonna have to leave because I don't, I can't, I can't do this right now. You're adding to my stress. I just want to watch the game. Yeah. 
I, I've realized that with like everything from like, I know like March Madness and a normal year, like some people want to go to bars and do all, like, I am just not a sports bar person. Like I am, if like, there's nothing like happening, like if there's not a, if you're just going to like a DJ's dugout because you just want to sit and have a drink and have some food and there happens to be some games on like awesome. But like, I don't like to go to that stuff for an event. I never have because I just get annoyed really easily with people and it's no one's fault. Like, I want to be clear. This is a personal thing. Like I am like, no one is doing anything wrong. I am the jerk here. I just need to be alone is basically what I'm saying. It's fine. Right. No, I'm totally a hundred percent in agreement. Uh, well, if you're, you know, I'm curious who you all support. Are you, it's always interesting to me if you are an NFL fan or not, I, Email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. Let us know who you're cheering for uh, in the Super Bowl or who you aren't cheering for if you're just cheering for the commercials or the halftime show, which the joke on Twitter is, if you didn't know, the halftime show is Bruno Mars because they have said it 800, not Bruno Mars. I did this the other day. It's not Bruno Mars. It's the weekend. I don't know why my brain, by the way. I don't know why this has happened, but since the joke has started on Twitter that, oh, did you know it's the weekend? Because they keep announcing it over and over and over again. <laughs> For some reason, my brain has transposed the weekend into Bruno Mars, which just makes me sound really, really smart. So I'm glad that that got captured on <laughs> this podcast because I have done it now multiple times where other people have pointed out they're like it's not Bruno Mars it's the weekend I'm like you're right Bruno Mars has already had his halftime show he has had his halftime show maybe he'll show up maybe I'm like psychic and he's like gonna show up and act for like cold plays or something right who knows hey, yeah, but yeah. yeah it is the weekend um so there you go um yeah, I let us know. Like you, like I said, you can email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. All I ask is that you spare my feelings. If you're not going to cheer for Kansas City, just don't tell me that they're terrible because one, that is a lie. And two, I will be sad. So if you're going to hate on Kansas City, just do so nicely. That's all I ask. I my feelings are sensitive because here's the weird part. Having been a Kansas City fan, I am not yet used to people like thinking like I have noticed like people have started thinking of Kansas City as a bad guy. They're like, oh, what is it like mm. to be the bad guy now? And I'm like, Kansas City is like the like the not the bad guy at all. Now, I mean, I guess after you've won a Super Bowl, you sort of have the target on your back. But it's just so strange because I have never lived in an, yeah. a situation where people think Kansas City is mean. Like, have you seen? <laughs> Our head coach, he literally celebrates with cheeseburgers. Like, like that is what he celebrates with. He says he's going to have a cheeseburger and go to bed. Like, we're we're not exactly like. It's a very weird world to be the bad guy. So just spare my spare my feelings because we're not yet like tough enough to handle it. <laughs> just, just don't. Uh, well, to win again. The last you thing. You're not allowed to win next year. That's fine. I will take that. It can be like Nebraska in the nineties where they do a back to back then they have a year off and then they, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I was sharing this with Sasha before this podcast as well. Um, somebody that I know shared a tweet that, uh, talked about reading a book about how to connect with your authentic self. 
And especially as we go into the new week. So on top of like, here's your challenge on top of doing the thing that is like a little bit heavier, which is looking into uh, the world of Barstool and why people feel the way they do about Barstool. This is a little bit lighter. This is a little bit more like something that should make you feel good. But this, this person, she goes by Anna Sproul on Twitter shared, I read in a book a while back that one good way to reconnect with your authentic self is to remember what you loved around the age of eight to nine and start doing that thing again. So for her, it was rock collecting. She has started collecting rocks again and said she cannot express the joy that came with that rediscovery. I have been thinking about this since I read this two days ago, Sasha, and I do not know what I enjoyed doing when I was eight or nine. I like cannot come up with what that is. Um, I like to, I think to go outside and play basketball, but I don't have a basketball hoop. What am I supposed to do? I, I'm, um, I mean, there's snow on the ground, so it's not like you can get some chalk and like raw. What about coloring? I do like coloring. And in fact, they do say that's really, really good for adults. And like, you're just overall stress levels is to color. It doesn't matter men, women, um, non-binary doesn't matter who you are coloring is not like I have to be very clear coloring is a is a very like there is no one person that coloring is like meant for so I always mm-hmm. find it really interesting when I know a lot of women who color but it's like it's not a gender specific activity so if you're somebody who's like right. I have a lot of my stress in my life really highly recommend coloring weirdly enough because it's just very therapeutic and you don't have to be good at it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Just stay in the line. (laughs) Pick whatever colors you want. Yeah. Just live your life. I like, I've been thinking about this a little bit and I mean, around that age, I, you know, one thing that I have thought a little bit about, but it would be very like, I don't have like immediate access to the, I I played piano growing up and I'm not very good at it. I I can kind of read music, but I've obviously fallen off from, I didn't, haven't spent a lot of time. I've always thought like, I wish I hadn't given up the piano a little bit. So, you know, maybe that's something in my future I should find time for, but you kind of need a piano. I don't have one, but you can order keyboards off of Amazon. So maybe at some point I'll do that. But I have, I do remember disliking it when I was actually like learning it. And now I'm sad that like my mom didn't force me against my will to continue with it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mom. Totally she, here, yeah. here she's out here just trying to let me like live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have a basketball hoop in our. I'm like. looking through like all of the like yeah maybe I need to uh maybe I need to come out and uh use it when the situation outside is no longer yeah which is just like (laughs) yeah I'm looking at some of the other things I've seen yeah I just I'm looking at like other things that other people have seen it's just so interesting to see what people like did a lot of crafts, mm-hmm. a lot of piano. I think we did a lot of things at like eight to nine that like now we would view as like ways to like things that are self-care, like ways to better mm-hmm. ourselves. So maybe it's just that. Maybe like we need to just go find things that are like self-care. And then write those maybe in or tweet at us and let us know what they are. And maybe 
there will like overlap and we'll think of things that we forgot that we like. Yeah. Let's just do that. Send us, send us an email with what's on your mind. I've also been kicking around the idea that we should get ready for another mailbag episode at some point. So if you're thinking, um, if you're thinking, Hey, I have a question or a topic, send it to us. You never know. It might show up on the show or maybe we'll do another mailbag episode, but yeah, send us the things that you did at eight to nine that maybe you'll pick up now. Um, and as always, thank you so much for always, you're giving us your feedback. Um, it means a lot. And like I said, some episodes are going to be super deep. Some episodes are going to be like this one where they're just a hodgepodge of things. So if you're new, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully every week is sort of an adventure because that's really what it is when I show up. Some weeks I'm prepared, some weeks I'm not. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have fun though. And after the heaviness of last week, it, it felt good to like just kind of have it be what it was today. Like, I like this conversation. It was fun. Yes. Well, we do appreciate it. We are going to keep this one a little bit light. We have been going longer than we normally do in the past couple of weeks. So this one is just going to be quick and done. But, you know, next week we'll probably, you know, just go like twice as long and just really make up for it. But email us at mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com. I'm at Erin Sorensen. She's at Sasha72 on Twitter. We're always here. Shoot us an email, leave us leave us a message like you're gonna call us, but I'm talking about like just reach out. We're always here. And we do okay. appreciate you and we will talk to you next week. Bye. A Media Production.